The Missing Intelligence Podcast is part of the Acast Creators Network. <laughs> oh, I don't know, we're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike, do you want to come over to us for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, can do. Yeah, he said yeah, can do. Oh really? Yeah, like we mean actual like Christmas Day, we're gonna do, we want to do Christmas with friends this year. So I've got nowhere to go for Christmas Day. So yeah, that'd be good. Oh, well, there you go. Mike's got nowhere to go for Christmas Day. So he said, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that is not funny. So Rodri upon Christmas Day. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Missing Intelligence Podcast. My name's Michael Hobby. I'm here with my co-host, Joe Barker. We're just two friends with a lot to say and no one to say it to. Joe, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? I didn't, I didn't say Wagwan this week because I didn't, I didn't want to throw you off again. No, thank you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> um, although your patois was incredible last week. I should try and figure out a new way to say, how are you doing? And como estas? There you go. <laughs> What's that mean? Have a guess, Joe. Put two and two together. Come on, then. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Missing Intelligence Podcast in Spanish. Si. <laughs> si. Sí. Sí. Muy bien. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey there, mate. What's, what's, what's the crack? Um, I haven't really been up to much, to be honest, mate. Um, just working. It's the six weeks holiday, so getting to and from work is a dream at the moment. But, um, yeah, apart from that, Nothing really much. As I was supposed to go see Oppenheimer again this week, but I didn't because I pulled a muscle at work and really wasn't feeling it. Because <laughs> I was going to go to the I was going to go to the driving range, hit hundred balls, and then go to the cinema. And then I ruled out obviously going to the driving range because my leg, and then just didn't bother to leave the house anyway. <laughs> so, but you're not doing anything at the cinema, Joe. No, but you're literally meant, sitting down it, it meant, for three hours. <laughs> but I had to drive there, and because I only had the van, it, I can't park in the in the car park because my van's too tall. So I'd have to park up and walk, and I could do that, or I could sit indoors playing FIFA all day. <laughs> actually, just... I wasn't. Actually, I wasn't playing FIFA. I was playing. I was playing PGA Tour two K. 23. I've downloaded that because that's a free game this <laughs> because month, it's isn't a free it? Free game, yeah. <laughs> that was, mate, I've really You're enjoyed good. it. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's good. I, I've thought, been I, like... thought, I thought if I download it, it might help me learn uh, golf a little bit, like what oh, the rules you know? are and shit. Yeah. Oh, you should. There's not many rules. Well, not when I play anyway. You just got um, hit it towards the hole. Man. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just hit it and then lie about how many shots you took. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a bit like mini golf. It's like poker. It's like bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what part did you get? Uh, Ace of Hearts. Um... <laughs> Full house. I mean, uh, par. <laughs> so you've done nothing all weekend then? Well, not nothing. We we went to Blue Water for lunch with a couple of friends on Saturday. Hang on, um... hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so... You can't drive ten minutes down the road to the to the cinema because of your leg, but you could drive an hour and a half to Blue. Water. Ah, here's the thing: I didn't drive. Well, okay, fair, but you know there's a cinema. <laughs> at Blue Water, you know? Pardon? You know there's a cinema at Blue Water. 
Yeah, but we were friends, and there was a particular reason that we we went, and I can't get into that on the podcast because it's a secret. Oh, you know, you know, not, not against you. Yeah, okay, but why didn't you let me know? This is that's my neck of the woods. What the, we were there? Yeah, because we were going there for a particular reason. Yeah, but like that, you, you could pop by. You could be like, oh, we're in the area. Do you have come, all right, have all right. You pulled me, you, you pulled me leg. It's because we don't like you, Mike. <laughs> we didn't want to tell you this. But... <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I was... <laughs> I've got it out of him. <laughs> See, this is why I'm shit at golf, because I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're great at poker, though, because you've got a handicap. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Stop joking about my handicap. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of jokes, I, I, I heard a fucking great one this week. Go on, then. What, what happened uh, to the guy after he invented the knock-knock joke? I don't know. What happened to the guy after he invented the knock-knock joke? He, uh, he won a Nobel Prize. <laughs> took you a I second <laughs> it did <laughs> I failed to compute for a second there good though isn't it no that's great <laughs> it's a great joke yeah no it's it's good it's good I didn't know you had kids Mike to be fair why is excess a dad joke because it's such a dad joke I mean, I might have a kid somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> you did go on a tour around the world and nobody knows what happened there. You seem to keep that a secret. Moving on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so you've done, you've done nothing apart from pretend not to be fit enough to go to Oppenheimer. So we've got to wait another week, potentially, until you watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's right. I might as well wait until it's on the streaming. It's oh man! (laughs) I'll take you to go see Hoppenheimer. I wouldn't mind going to see it again. Yeah, see that was part of it. I don't know if I could bring myself to go into the cinema on my own. It's on. Feel like Billy No Mates. I've for the last like week, I've been constantly checking at the cinema to see if something news come out because at the moment there's no films I want to see by myself. Um, Barbie, Barbie's out. No, fuck off. (laughs) I don't want to see Barbie. (laughs) It's really good. Apparently, I, I have heard it's hilarious. Yeah. No, I don't want to see Barbie by myself. I don't want to see Barbie at all, let alone by myself. Like the Little Mermaid's out there. I don't want to see that. I think the Meg Two's out. Meg Two. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I haven't seen the first one. Have no interest in seeing it. It, does, it looks ridiculous. It, it looks like Sharknado. Think... Yeah. Level shit. Um, well, I was going to say I don't think you need to watch the first one. I don't think the story is that complex that you'd have to. No, it's a big Watch shark. the first one to get into <laughs> what the second one is. Yeah. The first one was about one big shark, and the second one is about go on, have a guess. Is it two big sharks? No, it's three big sharks. What? Oh, That's man. annoying, isn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's Why one, did they do that? one plus two, three. Uh, I, get it, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I hate that. <laughs> Just do about two sharks, and then do the prequel was three sharks. Yeah, but it's too cliche, isn't it? That's that's like being done. They're breaking the mold, yeah. Joe. I suppose so, but it is a film about a fuck-off shark and Jason Statham holding it back with his leg. <laughs> Powerful fires, man. That's why you don't skip leg yeah, day. Yeah, he did not miss <laughs> leg day. 
Yeah, you couldn't do that with your bloody pulled calf or whatever it is you can do. No, not my right leg. I could do it with my left leg, probably. <laughs> Mate, you can't even make it fucking down the road to watch to the cinema to sit down for three Hey, hours. my cinema is a long way away. It's at least a 15-minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so the, the, I don't want to see Meg 2. And then what else is out? Mission Impossible. I'm not really a fan of those. I've never... I haven't watched enough of them. I watched the last no. one. I watched Fallout. But that's only because I see the um, bathroom scene. It sounds really saucy, but it's not. The fight scene in, in the bathroom with... Um, with Tom Cruise and uh, Henry Cavill. Is that when he does the... The little load-up with his arms, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and because of that scene, I watched that film, and it was actually really good, so mm. I did sort of think, oh, I've got to go back and watch all of them eventually. But He then... did that by accident, didn't he? Yeah. Well, well, he was just knackered, and then they were like, oh, do that again. Why didn't you do that? That was great. Yeah. I, I was literally just... It hurt. <laughs> I'm stretching my arm out. Yeah. I've been punching this wall for about three hours. Yeah, <laughs> I've been meaning to watch all of those back as well. But I, I started watching Scrubs again from the beginning. Um, well, I say again, I haven't actually watched Scrubs from start to finish. Have you finished your drama the... already? Who oh, me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? There's actually there's a new season that's come out of Future Drama. But oh. I want to watch all the scrubs first before I go back like, to watch it. It was like two weeks ago you started watching your drama. <laughs> smashing it. Yeah. Where'd you find the time? From. It's this injured leg. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, where I've been, it's where I've been out for so long. I can just sit. <laughs> well, what I do is normally if I'm sitting there playing PlayStation, I'll just have it on in the background. Oh, so you're not like watching it? I'm not like, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah. I'm not yeah. like physically tuned in, but I'm just listening to it in the background. Um, Fair enough, but yeah, I'm really enjoying Scrubs. It <clears throat> as I say, I'm, I only really watched the odd episode when it was on telly. Mm. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'll watch it from the beginning because Dan was going on about how good it was, and uh, I think I'm in season six now. That's actually really good. Yeah, I don't think I've watched that far into Scrubs. I thought I always used to catch bit. I kind of like with you drama. I always used to catch mm. like the random episode and yeah, always enjoyed it. But I tell you what, I watched Smile. You know the horror film. That came out. Oh last yeah, year. I watched yeah. that yesterday. It's pretty good. Not too bad. Kind of predictable. Yeah. But in it is Carla. Carla's in it from Scrubs. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Oh, she, okay. Oh, she's very angry that. at one point. Oh, yeah, but very smiley as well. No, she didn't smile. Oh, she didn't smile no, the whole way her, through. Her husband smiled, and he's the one that started it all off. Oh, or he was involved in it, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it who's in that? Is, isn't it like Kevin? Is it Kevin Bacon's daughter that's in that? Oh, maybe it is Kevin yeah. Bacon. Sosie Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. Oh, Sosie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, jokes. I'll tell you what, who she looks like. Um, I said this to my Kevin Bacon. I was watching. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> she looks like a love child between uh, Jennifer Gardner mm. and Kate Mara. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. She does look like Kevin Bacon though. I was just watching like a clip of the trailer because I've got up on IMDb and she's playing the clip. I don't see it. Her eyes are bigger. But no, like her face shape. Oh. Yeah, she's got a similar chin, isn't she? Yeah. I wonder if she's on EE. Do you know also about um Kevin Bacon? He was actually born in England. Come on man. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pass over my EE joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold on, I missed it. What did you say? I said, I, I, said, I wonder if she's on EE. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's on uh, Vodafone. Just to piss him <laughs> off. <laughs> Be having a monopoly over the, the adverts for, for mobile <laughs> network companies. <laughs> oh, that was actually bollocks what I just said anyway. Because he was born in Philadelphia. I think he was, but he must have been born to English parents or something. Then misinformation there, Joe. Thank you. Yeah. Oh God, we're gonna get kicked off of YouTube again. 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 Yeah. Again. 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 Oh, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, first, Is it our podcast. No, it's no. the yeah, Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast with, and they had um, Max Fosh on it, and he was talking about how, like algorithms with different platforms and how it works, and he was saying how. YouTube shorts are just a game changer and they just they just blow everything up. So we might have to get on that, Joe. What, on YouTube shorts? Yeah. Well, yeah, if they stop banning us, <laughs> it'll be nice. How short does a short have to be? He he suggested, Max Fosh, between 40 and 60 seconds. Oh, fucking hell. That is yeah. not long at all. Yeah. How could we spill all of our false information in 60 minutes? Seconds. S- <laughs> we could do it in 60 minutes Joe. we could do it in 60 minutes <laughs> we tend to do it in 60 minutes <laughs> it's my right. leg my leg hurts so bad it's, it's <laughs> making me go loopy so uh, we've actually got a couple of questions Joe from Uncle Disco he's got one for all, both of us and one for us individually so we'll crack on with that roll the tape hello Michael and Joe and welcome to Uncle's Disco's Question of the Week. What was your favourite subject in school? And Joe, your question, second one, is if you're going to get married, what will change and what will not change? I.e., will you now have to get a family car? My second question to you, Michael, is... Joe Marler can deadlift 300k. What is your maximum and what is your potential? Shall we deal with the individual questions first? <clears throat> yeah, we can do the individual ones. Um, so, do you want to go first? So, he asked you what I would. What do you think is going to change when we get married? After yeah, we get married, yeah. Yeah, if there's going to be anything that changes. Well, it's hard to say, isn't it? I think. I hopefully not to be honest, but in in some respects, but in others, there will be a lot of changes. Like, because after we get married, we're planning on having kids. So that's obviously going to be a, a major change in our life. In terms of buying like a new car and things like that, we're quite well prepared in that aspect that we went out, we made sure that we got a car that was capable of having a young family and, I made sure I had all the ISO fixed fittings and stuff like that in the seats and a big enough boot to take all sorts of toys and pleasantries that you need that come with children. <laughs> I love you. I love that's your priority. It's not <laughs> a big enough boot to take all the essentials like nappies and food and all that kind of stuff. Toys. No, toys. toys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've practiced by putting all my toys in there and there's just <laughs> enough room to fit the kids nappies. So, yeah, I think it's going to work. Just fuck off the pram and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, with my scooter and my bike and my <laughs> football. 
<laughs> just keep me entertained. And what else do I think is going to change? Well, you won't you won't need to move because you you've bought a house with three bedrooms, mm. so that's all. Yeah, you're not ready well, to go for kids. There's talks that my games room might be sort of dismantled. Which I'm so not, okay, so that's going to be a change. You're going to get you're you're going to get your man cave built in the garden, right? Yes, it will have to be. Yeah, because I'm going to lose it out of the third room apparently, but I don't think so between me and you. <laughs> um, I think I can talk my way out of this one, but um, yeah, we well after after the wedding, the big thing is to do the garden and then yeah, put the man cave in the the bar and whatever else you would have in a nice garden. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much money we got left over from the wedding and from children, to be honest. Which yeah. um, seems like not going to be a lot, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard from other people. Do you expect any changes from Danny's end? Anything that she, other than obviously asking you to leave it in? Um, well, she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> um, I think, well. I think she's got a lot of changes to make because obviously she's taken my surname. So there'll be a lot of documentation yeah. that would have to be changed. And and knowing like Danny, that, she's so... probably got a list of everything and like passport and driving license. <laughs> yeah, she has. <laughs> she's got a list of everything that needs to be changed. I think there's a couple of things that she's already set up in preparation because there's there's certain things that you can put in for before the date so that it's ready for as soon as the weddings happened, as soon as we're married. That's a hell of a lot of trust in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You could, not, you could not turn up for the day. <laughs> She's now <laughs> no, got your name. <laughs> no, I much we spent on this wedding. <laughs> There's no way I'm not turning up. <laughs> Just get your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might marry a few people while I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's it, really. I, yeah, nothing else is really. I expect to change that that much. I mean, oh, I can say I, I can say the old ball and chain. <laughs> Legitimately, I say, oh, sorry, boys, the missus. <laughs> oh, she's on to me. I can be one of those husbands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old trouble and strife now. <laughs> it's oh, like God. Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons, where he goes, "The yeah, <sighs> wife." <laughs> you've got all of these ready and lined up haven't you yeah pretty much i think a lot of them are gonna end up in my speech <laughs> just gonna make the most of it on the first day <laughs> are you uh are you worried about your your best man's speech at all not at the moment i don't know because well what i've said to because it's my dad who's going to be my best man and i said just roast me <laughs> i don't care <laughs> just go all in but think about it i don't know how much ammunition he's got so the one thing that concerns me is when he gets in touch with you boys <laughs> <laughs> and you start giving him the details <laughs> and we have details <laughs> <laughs> then it could be a bit troublesome <laughs> to be honest i don't really care like i'm the type of person that can take a joke and i'm can always laugh at my own expense or my own jokes, my boys. You probably are aware. So, yeah, I, I'm not really fussed about what stories come out. I wonder if he brings up the um, the pissing on holiday story and whether or not there's some yeah. details that you missed out. Well, I've already told all our listeners about that. So, 
what I'm saying, but I wonder if there's de- I wonder if there's details that you're missing. Oh, really? oh right. If I've been yeah. sharing the good side, yeah, I don't know. yeah, um, he might, he might do. I think I've told it as I remember it, but I might not have. <laughs> I think I think I might have been crying at the time that I didn't I probably <laughs> didn't share. So it was just it was just liquid coming out of everywhere. <laughs> you, you think you were pissing in the toilet, but really you were pissing <laughs> yourself. Just, yeah, I didn't even, at the I didn't even make it to the point. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even get me kecks down in time. I just let rip. So that so not much changing. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect much to change between you two and your life because no. you're you're pretty set for married life. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's we, like you say, we. It's not like the old days where we were gonna get married and and then move in with each other. Obviously, we bought the house together. Um, we share a car and things like that. So it's not like you say we're kind of like a married couple already. Just without the the paperwork to back it up so yeah I, I don't think i don't think much is going to change in terms of our relationship hmm. it is interesting how much how much isn't going to change on the grand scheme of things for you but in ter- for danny obviously she has to completely change her name and go through all of that process well yeah we were discussing this the other day and it's basically like taking on a whole new identity isn't it yeah because yeah. I mean, um, she's probably used to being called Danny Martin and introducing herself as Danny Martin and things like that, and then having to change that to Danny Barker is, yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a bit of a sort of strange period to to adjust like a period of adjustment to get used to it. Mm. But she's been practicing already. Uh, whenever we go, if we book an hotel or anything, she'll put it as. Joe and Danny Barker, and then oh. she would turn up saying, "They're with the Barkers." <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she already practicing her signature change. Yeah, she's been doing that as well. Yeah, yeah, because that's one thing I didn't even think of. Yeah. It went until she come in with like a page full of signatures on. I'm like, oh, what do you think's better? That <laughs> <laughs> you actually think, oh yeah, cool. She's got to actually change her signature as well. Quite a hassle being a wife, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's things that you don't think about as well, like insurances, like car insurance yeah. and things like that that you've got to change all your names in it. Any outstanding finances that you've got on certain things, even like on Amazon and stuff like that, when you get yeah. things delivered from home because you've got an or she's got an account with Amazon, she would have to change her name on on there as well. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to have a look at her, dig her list out from somewhere and see actually how many things that she's got to change. What's annoying, of course, is some of those, like particularly with insurance, because they're robbing thieving bastards, um, mm. they'll charge a fee to change your name, like an admin fee. I think, I think if it's for marriage, I don't think they charge you. Right. I think you get one name change. Right. Oh, fucking... Um, did I tell you about? Sorry, I'm going off topic because I brought insurance up. Um, did I tell you about my whole fiasco with insurance? What is it? Car insurance? Yeah. No, go on. Oh, fucking right. So I'm coming up to my the end of the year. Uh, Hold on. Insurance. This is this is Mike's rant of the week. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just the fuck. It's so it's just ridiculous that everyone has to go through this whole fucking game. It's just stupid. All right, so uh, come to the end of the year. So last year's insurance was six hundred something. 
come to the end of the year, I'm getting my quote through the people I'm with, and it's gone up to like nearly 900. Well, what the hell is this all about, right? So I've gone on to like Go Compare or whatever, and the cheapest is like, again, about 600 something, about 620 or whatever it is. So I've gone back to the people I'm currently with, and I said, look, I've got a quote through. It's this amount. Can you match or beat it? This is what I've got with it. It's 8,000 miles, and I'll get a courtesy car or whatever. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, just uh, let me just, uh, uh, oh, oh, here's a new quote for you, 600. Why did you just give me that in the first place? Like, you you could have, like, had I not have contacted you, you would have lost a customer. Like, just stop going through this whole process, because every insurance does it, and everyone who has car insurance know exactly what I'm, what I'm talking about, because everyone goes through that process of, oh, they've quoted with this, I need to go get another quote and then tell them that I've got this quote that's a hell of a lot cheaper and then they're going to give me a quote that at least matches it. I think they just gamble on the fact that you're not going to check your emails or renew. Or you're just like one of these people that are just like, I can't be asked to look around. But the thing is, a lot, of, a lot of... Um, I don't know about monthly payments because I normally pay annually, but a lot of them don't have a... You don't automatically opt in to auto-renew. So it won't renew for you. I, I don't. Oh right. Um, my, my one doesn't automatically renew. I, I would have to go into my account and change it to automatically renew. Yeah, my yeah, my so, one so I, used to. So I, I went through this whole process of getting the bloody quote right, and then the guy was like, "Oh, do you want do you want to pay monthly or annually?" And at this point, I was still trying to figure out my finances. I was like, "Oh, can I have a couple of days to think about it?" And it was like, "Yeah, fine, whatever. Well, I'll put this quote on your account." I'm like, cool. Come to the next day, and I gone through my spreadsheet and sorted out my finances i was like okay it kind of works out better for me to pay monthly so I've, i called him up the next day oh sorry no i went I, I asked him um oh can i just go on to the quote on my account and select whatever payment i wanted and I said, yeah yeah you can do it on your account cool so i went on the account and couldn't find anywhere to select uh like a payment term for this quote that i've got mm. so i've had to fucking call him up again and then they're like oh we need to generate a new quote for you can we go through the details i was like oh for fuck's sake so let's go through all the details again <laughs> and then like i gave them a you know you can do the verbal confirmation yes i'm okay with a direct debit as it is you've just told me and you can verbally yeah. say yeah i'm cool with that and then that should be i'm a direct debit expert that sh- that should be it that should be fine i'd get an email through which is my direct debit guarantee I got an email the other day saying, oh, you need to go to your account and select it's okay for us to take direct debit. I was like, I've fucking done this. I've done it. And at this point, I'm now thinking, I'm going to go with some other insurance just just out of fucking spite. Because <laughs> it's just, just you're pissing me off. It's just a hassle. You're yeah. making me run around fucking houses for no reason to get a quote that's reasonable. And now you're making me go around the fucking houses to get a direct debit set up. Who are you, who are you insured with? First Central, I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, who actually have quite good reviews, which is why I'm reluctant to go away from them. So, um, yeah. Well, Mike's rant this week is brought to you by First Central Insurance. (laughs) 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 But anyway, Joe, back to the question. So, marriage, married, married life. What, what? Is there anything you expect day to day to change at all? Do you reckon there's going to be any sort of little nuances that's going to be affected by you getting married um no not not particularly not not yeah day to day i don't i i can't imagine there will be many changes um apart from 
getting used to saying my wife instead of my fiance or partner. Yeah. I suppose that would take a good bit of getting used to. But yeah, no, I I don't think anything's gonna I don't think there's gonna be any major adjustments, to be fair. Well, thank you very much, Uncle Disco, for Joe's question. Um and, and for my question, which was uh if Joe Marler can deadlift a hundred uh, 300 kilograms uh what can i what's my max deadlift and what's my potential well my last bulk i my one rep max for deadlifts was 190 kilograms so joe marla weighs 120 kilograms apparently and the weight i was when i lifted 190 was about i think i must have been about 90 kilograms your body weight does make have an impact i don't know what the potential weight to lift per kilogram of body weight is but if he can lift one uh, 300 for uh, 120 kgs, then I reckon I can probably do 250, maybe 220 at 90 kilograms. That's my game anyway. My my next aim, my aim for deadlift is 250. And currently I'm at 190. Well, my PB is at 190. I'm currently lifting about 160. And I've just started my bulk again. It's going to be a longer bulk this year. I'm going from now until about March next year, which is... Mm. No, I normally do about five, six months, and I'm doing a lot longer than that this this time around. I bet it's not as long as my bulk. It was that five years, six years. Yeah, five or <laughs> six years. My bulk. <laughs> I, I do keep telling myself that eventually I'm going to strip it down. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what, Mike? I, I've got a little like when you said obviously that your weight does make a difference. I think it does because in in my job I have to lift a lot of heavy components and bottles of gas and stuff like that yeah um and i used to find it quite difficult when i first started because when i first started i was i wasn't skinny but i wasn't like as uh muscular as i am now <laughs> shall we say as husky as i am now <laughs> um, <laughs> um but now no i do find it a lot easier being a bit a, a bigger weight to lift things up and not just lift things up but manipulate things into place like for instance compressors like some of the compressors I change about sort of 50 60 kilo dead weight and there's no handles or anything to grab hold of so they used to be bastards because you used to have to sort of grip them yeah around the body and lift them up and sort of maneuver them in place and I used to really struggle with that but now I don't really have a problem with it and that could be either because I've been doing the job seven years now or it could be what I think down to the fact that I've got a bit of extra weight and I can lift a little bit more just naturally. Uh, yeah, I reckon naturally because of your weight, you would you would be able to carry more weight. But I think the fact that you're doing it day in, day out, it's just improving your strength and you're just doing it. I reckon you've probably got better grip strength than I do because – that say like the 190 kilograms that i lifted i only lifted that with straps i couldn't right. do it i couldn't do it without straps because i don't i don't have that grip strength right and you were saying about your 80 kg drum or whatever it is you were lifting mm. obviously you need to hold that in a specific way because it's such an awkward thing to lift yeah that your grip strength would have to be good in order to yeah. do that because you might not necessarily have like a little divot to put your fingers in or whatever and sort of get like a proper grip um, kind of bear i get in a yeah, way yeah yeah so yeah it's a different kind of strength I, I reckon you could probably lift fairly heavy deadlifting whereas mm. i would probably struggle with lifting your barrels and stuff because it's not something that 
I you're used to. used to yeah yeah so I reckon with you in terms of your strength I reckon most of it is because you do it daily and mm. it's awkward things that you're lifting um yeah but tra- as I say translated that into the gym you'll probably do you'll probably start off quite well to me you're you're gonna have a completely different opinion but me at the time I used to think that the deadlift was um a kind of competition thing as opposed to an actually get in shape exercise i mean on the whole it it is basically it's just like a show of strength yeah and which is why it's like the most popular most common thing to see with power lifters and strength uh, strong men and stuff um but what a deadlift is is it's a good all body thing because it incorporates your legs it incorporates your core it incorporates your back it incorporates Mm. your lats and stuff so it's a good all body or large part of your body exercise to do and it depends on the variant of deadlifts i'm talking about conventional deadlifts i mean it's it's the three core ones you've got your deadlift your squat and your bench yeah they're the three ones that most people would go to to test how strong you are Um, Mm. all of which i'm pretty good at Uh, my my squat's 170 and my bench is 140 so i'm doing Mm. i'm doing quite well with those but yeah, I, I, to answer Uncle Disco's question, I hope by the end of my bulk, I'm lifting 250 um, kilograms off the floor as a deadlift. That's my hope. Um, and I hope to do some powerlifting comps at some point as well. That's I, w- I want to experience that at some point. That'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, Not bodybuilding. Don't fancy doing the old oiling up and wearing no. the budgie smugglers. No, I, t- I don't. No, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't fancy. That. I don't know how to build muscle and stay cut. Right, you know, I can only, I, I only know how to do one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. How See, you I thought you that. had to bulk and then cut, and bulk and then cut, and yeah, bulk but a lot of yeah, uh, bodybuilders generally they they try and stick down to as close to zero percent body fat as possible. Right, okay. They do have like a bulking period, but for the most part, yeah. their body fat percentage won't go up too much. It, so that's the difference between powerlifters and, bo- and strong men and like bodybuilders. So bodybuilders, they want to they wanna build muscle, right? But they're not bothered about strength and they're not bothered about moving a weight from A to B. They're and trying to sculpt, aren't they? They're yeah, trying to so sculpt into with an say, image. With, say, benching, um, they're not looking to move as much weight as possible. They're looking to mm. contract that muscle for as long as possible. So they're not necessarily going to go heavy. They will go heavy, of course, because that's the only way you're going to rip your muscle, but they're going to go slow and loads of reps. Yeah. Whereas strongmen and powerlifters, more so powerlifters, they want to go as heavy as possible in one quick movement. Whereas strongmen, yeah. they want to do as much as possible for as many times as possible. Yeah, exactly. Well, you look at the difference between like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is obviously a... Um a bodybuilder and yeah. then compare him to like Eddie, Eddie um yeah. Eddie Hall. Yeah. Like Eddie Hall hasn't got like the physique that you would look at and go, Whoa, look at this look at him, look. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like but the geezers are an absolute monster. So yeah, there is yeah, I think you're right. Well I mean I mean Eddie, Eddie Hall said it himself, if you want to be a strong man, you can't have a six pack. Yeah. No, because you. No, I mean, you need, could you need? Well, all we've that already food? discussed, haven't we? Because we, because of the, the weight, you you need that weight, yeah, in order to naturally lift more weight mm. as well. 
So yeah, you and and like you said, the amount of calories that you've got to take in to yeah. be lifting that kind of weight to have the enough energy to lift that kind yeah. of weight. God, he's probably eating like seven full meals a day. Yeah, oh, man, have you seen his breakfast that he has? I can imagine it's enormous. Oh, I watched this. I watched this guy called um, Beard versus Food. He's like, okay. he's like a, he's a fairly skinny guy. Like he's, he's got muscle on him and that, mm. but he eats like an absolute champion. Like mm. some of the stuff that he he gets down his throat is just like, how is he? How is he got room? Yeah. And he not only beats in terms of time, but eats more than Eddie Hall in an eating competition. I'll have to send you the video, man. It's 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 so impressive. That's mad. But there's there's a I think he's Japanese. He's like the the champion hot dog eater or something like that. And right. he's, he's just like this nondescript, quite slim, well yeah. actually very slim Japanese guy. Yeah. And he could just tuck these hot dogs away like they're nothing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm I'm looking at that plate of hot dogs and putting on about six pounds. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He, he, he recently posted a video, the beard versus food guy. He went to the heart attack grill in Vegas. Do you know? About oh yeah, that? I've been there. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's that place where if you weigh over three hundred pounds, you eat, you eat free. free. Yeah, yeah. So he had the biggest thing on the menu, which was the heart heart attack burger or something like that. And it's I think they 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 calculated it to be with the drink ten thousand calories or nine thousand yeah. calories, and he's demolished that. Well, it's, it's eight patties. I don't know how yeah. big the patties are. Yeah, but with bacon and all the trimmings as well. And then, yeah, and yeah. I think it's got egg in it and yeah. all sorts. Yeah. yeah so and obviously cheese as well as loads of cheese in there. So the, the rule is in that place, uh, if you don't finish your dinner, you get spanked. Yeah. So the, the waitress that was with him was saying, like, oh, I'm going to look forward to spanking you. I'm really good at it and all this kind of stuff. And like throughout <laughs> the video, she keeps coming back going, Oh, I misjudged you. Um, but he didn't. He didn't finish his his IV bag of wine, so he got spanked because of that. Oh, right. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Because yeah, it's it's quite a cool theme. You go in, they put you in a um, in like a, a hospital like a smock, yeah. gown, and yeah, all your wine comes on a on a drip, and your sauces come. They come around with like, and they inject the sauce into the yeah. burger and things like that. Yeah, you can get jelly shots in a syringe, can't you? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. It's such a cool place to go and yeah. yeah. But he demolishes that burger, man. Like he just he just wafts it down, it's and that's ridiculous. not even like one of the bigger things that he's he's eaten. Even no. that's just that's like a weekend. Yeah, I I think I would get it would be daunting. Yeah, getting halfway through it and then going looking down at your plate and seeing the other half going oh. <laughs> Because I don't eat, I don't actually eat a lot. I just eat the wrong things. Right. <laughs> but uh, like me and you, Mike. I mean, we've been on holidays and things like that. Or we've ordered pizza together, and you can demolish a large Domino's pizza, whereas I'll have like four slices. <laughs> yeah, but not only do I demolish it, I'm not always the first finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You like because the thing is, it takes your body like twenty minutes to realize when you're full. So if you eat in that 20, if you eat as much as you can in that 20 minute period, you'll be fine. You can eat as much as you want. As mm. soon as you start feeling full, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't do that. So that's why I eat quick, I think. <laughs> See, <laughs> so I can I'm, eat as much as I can. That's a terrible bit of advice for someone that's trying to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Eat slowly and then you get full halfway through. Yeah. 
I think my worst thing is I got into the habit of finishing my plate because I never used to. And I used to always start on the thing that I liked the most and then finish on the thing that I hate. I didn't like it. I, I liked the least yeah. on the plate. Whereas now I've got into the habit of like, if I've got roast dinner, I'll save my Yorkie puds to the end because they're my favourite part. Oh, man, you got to mix it up. No, nah, see, I like a bit of York, bit. a bit of meat, a bit of uh, veg. See, you're like my mum. You have to have everything on one fork. Yeah, you yeah, have to yeah. have a bit of everything on every bite. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's the I, best I, way I to eat a roast. That. I can't do it. But then there's, I don't think there's anything in a roast that I don't like. Mm. I mean, the potatoes are hit and miss. They're either if they're like really good potatoes, quality, mm. but then you can get those really dry potatoes that are just not very nice. Potatoes are make or break. Yeah. For yeah. me, and it, I, I could have a really nice bit of like, say, Christmas dinner, for instance. You have a really nice, moist bit of turkey, but then if your potatoes are whack, Christmas is ruined. <laughs> um, to, to talk about food, I that's the one thing I'm looking forward to about my bulk. That's the best thing about the bulk is I get to eat so much food. I have about five meals a day. I have no idea how many calories, but. Yeah, oh man, I fucking love it. I, I I can eat for days. Like my last bulk, I went out with a bunch of colleagues to uh, an Indian restaurant, and I had we we basically split into two groups: the people that wanted to like do picky bits, and then the people that just wanted to order their own food and have their own food. So I was on that team because I know I can eat. So I'm like, I don't want to do picky bits because I'm, I'm going to feel like I, I I'm going to either be a pig or I'm not going to I'm going to eat. Mm. So I had my own bit. I had my food. I, had, I finished my food, and like, like usual, I finished first before everyone. And then it came to like ten minutes later, everyone's going, "Oh, I'm really full." And I'm looking around, going, "There's so much food left." There's so, much. and everyone's, like, "Oh, Michael, do you want to finish this?" "Oh, yeah, go check it over here. I'll finish it all off." I polished <laughs> everything, Joe. I don't oh, know, we, but our little nickname for you is the human waste bin. Yep, because uh, yeah. <laughs> we can. Everyone who's Finish their dinner, just like, oh, I'm done. Might you want a little extra <laughs> sausage or extra yeah. bit of this and that? You'd never turn down a bit of grub. Nah, oh, <laughs> it's so good. Because if you, mate, if, if you're working out often and you're lifting heavy, you can eat like a champion. And it's, yeah, it's, I it's, imagine because you're burning it all off. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful thing, man. I love it. Should we get into the uh, joint question? Yeah, sure. Uh, which was what is our favorite subject at school? Or what was our favorite subject? Favorite subject at school. So um, you couldn't really decide when we were discussing this earlier, Joe, could you? No, I've got a few um, for different reasons. Music, because I used to love the whole process of making music, whether it was playing instruments or recording, mastering or like making our own songs up on um we used to use logic pro and me and uh james who edits our videos um used to make house music together through like synthesizers and yeah. things like that yeah I used to i used to really enjoy that and i used to enjoy the little tasks that we were given there was a couple of tasks that i always remember there was one of them where we had to take white noise put it through a synthesizer and make a tune out of that just by manipulating the white noise and then there was another one it was we had to take uh where we took a, a piece from james brown and have him saying get up and do my thing and we had to then break that down and make a song out of that so you would take like a certain section of it 
of the recording and think, oh, that sounds a little bit like a hi-hat. So I'll use that as a hi-hat. I'll use that as a bass drum. And then I can use that as like a melody over the top. Yeah. And, yeah. I've really enjoyed doing those sort of things because it, it meant that you got more involved mm. in manipulating music and, and making it your own. That and we used to just have quite a fun class in general with the students and, and the yeah. teachers. We got on really yeah, well. Miss, Mr. Smith, our teacher, who um, yeah. who, who sadly passed away not long ago. Incredible drummer he was. Obviously, I played drums myself. I had a, a big admiration for the way he played drums. Um, but he, he was hilarious. Remember that one time we were recording drums in a lesson and mm. I was like, oh, sir, how big is that, that symbol you've got there? And he went, oh, it's 18 inches. And then he put it down to his crotch and went, yep, 18 inches. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that for me, that was huge because that was when we went into college. And obviously we, we went on to college for the same school that we were at. Yeah. So we already knew the teachers when we were school students, secondary school students. And then it was that kind of transitional period where you started to get the teachers actually how they were yeah so you used to get them saying fucking shit and things <laughs> like that like and, yeah. and we felt like you could say it back to the teachers go oh fuck i oh, fucked that up didn't i sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that, that was the first then, time I, but I, that was the first that was like one of the first or second lessons that we had and it was just like oh my god this is incredible like we're actually adults we can have adult jokes now (laughs) that that was the first time i i realized really that teachers are just like lads (laughs) they're just 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 like us they're they're not teachers 24 7 no exactly i think you 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 tend to bond a lot more with your teachers when you get into sort of sixth form i remember like a couple of occasions talking to my drama teacher about like different music that she listens to and like coming into the lesson and she'd pull me to one side and go oh my god have you listened to this band or have you listened to that um she was actually she was actually the person that introduced me to skin dread oh Miss um, yeah, Miss yeah, Asman, yeah yeah um it was um she was brilliant she was in yeah such yeah, a good, great. good drama teacher my art teacher as well he, he used to get me into a lot of music he got me into sort of the older kings of leon stuff because he always used to play aha shake heartbreak um, we, we were in our is, lessons. Is that Mr. Woodroff or Mr. Fisher? Mr. That was Mr. Woodroff. Oh, right. Yeah, Mr. Woodroff, and and um, yeah, even that, like talking about, like just getting to know him, like because we used to in the end, we we were just calling him Lloyd, and yeah. we'd go in and we'd be talking about films, and he'd give me some films to watch, or like again with music, give me music to uh, music to listen to, yeah. things like that, and um, yeah, you you kind of bond a little bit more because. You do. You're seen as more of an adult. It's not you're a student here. It's more like a kind of collaboration in your lessons, so especially you, when you're doing like the arty lessons. Would you say you preferred sixth form over secondary school? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh really? So I prefer secondary yeah. school. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of things I'd like to go back to secondary school because the, the, the obviously there's a lot less responsibility <laughs> being yeah. in school. Um, and if someone was pissing you off, you could just lump them and get away with it <laughs> in a way. You See, that's, sort of have your that's the main thing that I pref- one of the main things I preferred about si- uh, secondary school. Mm. So our secondary school for, for the listeners was an all boys school. And just like Joe said, if you had an issue with someone, you could lump them and then the issue's done and yeah. you'll get on the rest of your day and you're, you're back to being friends. 
but we went to a mixed gendered sixth form. So the sixth form in, that was connected to our secondary school was mixed gendered. And the amount of bitchiness that like the same guys who in secondary school, you could lump and you'd get over it mm. in, in sixth form. The only difference being that there's now females involved they got so bitchy these guys the same guys <laughs> it's it just i'm looking yeah. at these people like what has happened to you <laughs> yeah i suppose i kind of drifted away from those kind of people because I, I enjoyed college more for the fact that it felt more free you could get out of college what you put into it as opposed to just having to go to school at this time and that time if you wanted to go there early like if you only had a lesson in the afternoon you could still go early and do some coursework or yeah like what we used to do was mainly fuck about in the recording studio for yeah. a bit <laughs> and things like that so you kind of yeah I, I liked it more in that respect and like I say with with the teachers and things like that as well but yeah music was fantastic I, I in college I've done a lot of quite artistic stuff I used I've done drama um music and a little bit of art I started art in AS but didn't carry it on to I to me, me and you had so many fun times in art and in drama. Sorry. It's... Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, man, we it's... done a we done that dual log, didn't we? Yeah. we done a... I've still um... got a DVD of that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, one of my other lessons that I I really enjoyed was Spanish, but that was more for for the teacher as well because we used to have Miss Hernandez, and um, oh, she was so lovely. She she was about four foot and a fag butt. <laughs> but she wouldn't take any shit. Yeah, if you pissed her off, you were in trouble. <laughs> she, but she, she had such a good personality, and she was like, if you stayed on her good side, and you're a bit, bit of a cheeky chappy, then like she used to love you, and it, we used to have a really good time. And yeah, um, she was a great teacher. She, she, her thing was always silencio, por favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or when we used to have to get some stationery out of the cupboard, she'd always shout, "Upon the roof, upon the roof." Which was turn the light on. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one phrase from her lesson that was on on the wall in our classroom that I I will always remember in Spanish, which mm. is uh, "Puedo quitarme la jaqueta por favor." Oh yeah, can I take off my jacket, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll always remember that. That's the one yeah. phrase. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She was well, great. Did, didn't thing, you cause... um? Didn't you convince her in your Spanish trip to Spain or Barcelona, <laughs> wherever it was, that the drinking age was 16 in Spain and she's Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to avoid that because I didn't want to get her in trouble. But, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we went when we were in college because I carried on um, Spanish into I, I yes. Uh Yeah, we, we went to Spain convinced her like Mike said that the drinking age in Spain was 16 and we were staying in like this this hotel that obviously had a bar and that in the hotel and I remember there was this I think she was Polish the lady behind the bar and we went up to the bar and I said um I'll have a vodka and coke please <laughs> and she said um she said have you got any ID she's like are you sure you're 18 she went how old are you I went I'm 18 are you sure you're 18? I went, oh, what is it? Because my height, because I look quite small. She went, no, 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 no. She turned around and started making me my drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, result. Um, <laughs> we, we were buying Miss Anders drinks as well. I remember getting the, uh, the the look off Miss Anders, which is the look that you didn't want, because we was <laughs> for some reason, we all got on stage with the um, 
with one of the singers that was doing the entertainment that evening. <laughs> and um, I was pissed. <laughs> and I was, um, I was dropping vodka and coke down the singer. And, <laughs> and yeah, Mr. Landers just gave me this look. And then one of the other boys was like, don't you drink, you drink. And I sort of took it out of my hand. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so your favourite subject, going back to the question, is music, is it? Or is it Spanish? I, I think... Yeah, because I actually I, I I enjoyed the subject of music more than I did learning Spanish, and I kind of forgot a lot of my Spanish now. But um, yeah, I think I enjoyed actually learning music more. So I'd say yeah, music was probably my yeah, favorite. Yeah. How about you, Mike? What's yours? M- music's mine as well, both at secondary and sixth form. But I think sports was always always a thing for me as well and the best thing about sports particularly in in secondary school is you'd be put on sports teams i.e the football team and you'd be in like english and your teacher would come and say sorry miss we we need michael he's uh he's on the football team we're we're going to go play a football game and you'll be like yeah "Yeah, boy yeah (laughs) and and you'd feel like you're being called up to england and you're just walking yeah yeah sorry boys Got to do the uh, work for the for the school here. <laughs> represent. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that in rugby as well because there was a few times because you used to have to if you had an away game, you used to have to get on the coach and because we used to get changed at school. Yeah. Um, and then you had to be on the coach ready to get over there for when they finished school. Yeah. So we we yeah away games we used to get to leave a bit earlier and yeah yeah you did Mike you did you did feel like you were uh, you were special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think I think my favorite subject is, is, is probably music. I, I I had a big, a huge interest in in history. I, I really enjoyed my history classes. But I, I had a really good history teacher in Miss Sukan. Um, she she was a fantastic teacher, and bless her, it's like she she's undoubtedly one of the smartest teachers I had. But it took her like fifty times to pass her driving test. Pass her driving test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember this. <laughs> and like every yeah, week, she... you'd be like, "Oh, Miss, did you pass?" And it's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was brilliant. And I kind of, I, I think now, now that I've sort of grown up a lot more, there's more subjects that I'm interested in that I didn't necessarily pursue when I was at school. Which, thinking back, I would have liked to have delved a little bit deeper into, like the likes of like RE that you kind of just. Well, I definitely sort of palmed off because I just weren't that interested and mm. I'm still not very religious but now as I get a bit older I'm more interested in other religions and and learning more about what certain people believe and things like that yeah. um, and it's the same as history like I wasn't that interested in history in school but now like there's lots of stories from like World War Two and and uh, World War One and and other sort of big historic events that I'm more interested in now that I wish yeah. that I kind of spent more time in school learning about. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm I'm exactly the same. Like, I always had an interest in history, so that that was when I did history as a GCSE. That was that worked perfectly for me. Um, similarly with you with RE, I didn't really take it seriously. I still got a B, but I didn't take it at all seriously. Mm. In my personal life, I've I'm constantly thinking or not constantly but on the occasion thinking about spirituality and all that kind of stuff in my Mm. own life and but I think the good thing with with doing RE is it it, consciously or not it gave us I think a good uh, foundation of tolerance towards other views yeah I I, I would I would think on the whole the everyone we went to school with 
would be understanding and tolerant that other people have a different set of views to us and it's not a yeah. big deal. I was gonna say that the one the one subject I think this is more for a sixth form subject rather than a secondary subject that I I now have a big interest in and I kind of regret not having an in, not having had an interest in school mm. is government and politics. Yeah. I've got I I regularly w- like watch the PMQs and I keep up with the politics of the day and stuff. Yeah. Um and, and even reckon... like when you used to do like cuz w- when we went through we used to have like I can't remember why but you had like every couple of months or every few months you used to have a politics lesson. Yeah. Didn't you? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it was do you remember, politics. Do you remember, I don't know if you was in my class but do you remember when we did like like a mock debate in parliament type thing and there was like the speaker and all that kind of stuff yeah had to get up to the middle that's right thank you mr speaker and things like that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um yeah that's what i was going to go on to because i used to love doing that and i and even now i love debating like i I don't know what it is but i just love debating and i love taking the kind of devil's advocate yeah position but yeah i used to love all that and we didn't really do a lot of it but I remember one of them we did was was about um, it was for or against whether video games yes. were affecting um, people's behaviours. Yeah, and obviously as someone who's been quite a big gamer my whole life, sort of thing, I was with the fours. So I, it was quite I was quite passionate about that particular argument as well. And I remember getting right into it, and I really enjoyed it. And I think that was where my love of debating sort of come in. That particular day, I was on the same viewpoint as you, but because everyone had the same viewpoint as us, I got put on the other side just to have that argument. And that that always stuck with me that I have to look at this this question in a different mm. way, be, even because I don't feel this way, but I have to look yeah. at it this way because I'm representing this view. Yeah, and I think that and that always stuck with me. And I th- I think yeah. that really does set, as I say, that that foundation of tolerance and being able to accept other people's views and stuff and yeah and i I treat every situation like that now like devil's advocate and and i have my viewpoint but i'm open to having my mind changed and i realize that i'm looking down a tunnel when there's a big whole world around it you know yeah Um, because even even at work the other day we we were discussing a a particular matter i don't i'm not going to get into here but um it was something that we both agreed on we both had shared the same views on this particular matter but i played devil's advocate anyway to make sure that what my colleague was saying he had enough evidence to back it up had he gone to have an argument with someone who the opposite and i I kept calling myself pierce morgan because (laughs) i don't think because a lot of people obviously dislike Piers Morgan. I'm quite indifferent when it comes to Piers Morgan because I think a lot of his views are purely based on that devil's advocate. Yeah. Not all of them. There's a lot of views that I think are very questionable. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that um, he that's that's who he is. He will play devil's advocate. It doesn't matter whether he See, agrees with it or not. The thing with Piers Morgan is he's on a type of TV show that is there to debate and there to antagonize a topic and like you say he's there to to be that devil's advocate point of view yeah, yeah and, and russell ruffle feathers and, and post yeah. ask questions and he's particularly good at asking the harder uh, questions yeah and, and aggravating mm. questions and like, i mean me and you we've we've had discussions i'm going to call them discussions because they weren't arguments no. uh, about like brexit but yeah. we've never had like a full-blown argument about it 
No, but because we, 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 would respect... get, we would get a bit animated and stuff at times. Yeah, yeah. Like it it's easily done. Yeah. But the thing is, we don't we don't lose our heads when it comes to these things, even though we we've got quite varying like th- there's a couple of subjects that we've got completely different views on. Yeah, but we'll discuss it. And even if the thing is, it, even if it doesn't, you don't turn the other person onto your side. It's not necessarily about that. No, but it's about for me. It's more sharing this is my point of view and this is why I agree yeah. with these things. And this is why I agree with these things. And you telling me why you agree with those. And like you say, it's the tolerance of being able to turn around and go, I understand why that is the viewpoint that you take. And I appreciate that yeah. that's the viewpoint yeah. that you take. I'm not necessarily here to change your, your mentality on it, yeah. but just to understand there how is a you different got to, point of view. Yeah, yeah. And how you got to the decision that you've got to. So to conclude, Joe, both of our yes. favourite subjects were music. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Uncle Disco, for those questions. Uh, and we look forward to next week's one. Thank you very much. Um, should we should we go get through the sport? Because, again, not much is going on. Um, I think that the main thing at the, at the moment is uh, the Women's World Cup. We've got two England games to go through. Uh, the first one was the game against China, their last group stage game. Now, I said last week, Joe that this is going to be a tight game because trying to have mm. a half-decent team. Well, yeah. that half of decent players mustn't have turned up because they got smashed 6-1. Yeah, yeah. England really turned up on that game. Yeah, and and I swear they had like two goals disallowed as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, it, it, they they just played so well. Yeah. They, it was, it was, they outclassed them from start to finish and that one goal that China got was so out of character for the, well, a, the whole game. Penalty, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it was it was a good way to round up the group stage. Um, after a couple of hard fought one nils, has has the momentum carried on into the into their first knockout round, Joe? Let's get on to that. Um. Well, yeah. Yeah. It has. I mean, it was um only a nil nil. Bit of a slow game. There was a couple of opportunities, mainly really from Nigeria. I hit the post a couple of times. There was a couple of good passes that were put through. Not so great shots. From from really good opportunities for Nigeria to to take it, but all in all, we England obviously won on penalties as well. So uh, going through, I, f- I think their performance was somewhat marred by the situation with with James. Yeah, it was, was silly, it was a silly red card. It was it, it there was no need for it. I know they got into a bit of a tangle. Basically, for anyone that hasn't seen it, she gets tangled up with another player, and as she's getting up to to carry on she blatantly steps on on the Nigerian player's back yeah as she's walking off my first thought when I see that was uh if that was in an England game uh, for for a men's game sorry that player would have been rolling around like they had been shot about 20 times (laughs) um but fair play to the Nigerian player just sucked it up and was just like ref come on that's not on yeah but, yeah, but what silly. was interesting about that in particular, Joe, was the VAR. So I haven't seen mm. the way they do the VAR yet in in the women's football, and they're they're announcing it over the um, the tannoys in yeah. the, in the stadium, which is something I haven't seen before. I I like it. It reminds me of like the American football because they do a very similar thing. But yeah, it's good because it keeps everybody in the know. You're not just sort of relying on what the referee's doing as such you're being told it's I like it you get more engagement with the referee as well it, and and you get a reason as to why a decision has been made or changed yeah. um, 
obviously with that one in particular, she the referee made it very clear that the yellow card had violent. been cancelled and they're getting a red card for violent conduct. Yeah, yeah. So there's no there's no ang- uh, uh, um, 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 ambiguity, uh, ambiguity, ambiguity, yeah, ambiguity yeah, exactly. in, amongst the the fans. Which, by the way, fifty thousand people in attendance—that's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Especially because it's in is what Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, um, where football isn't their main sport. Yeah, I think there's some really good numbers. I think um, the, that penalty. Some people might say that it was controversial. The penalty decision against England. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a penalty at yeah, all. Yeah, no, I think it was, it was soft. very soft. Um, yeah. And I think uh, the England player was looking for it a little bit. Yeah. Fair play. Sometimes it comes off. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't think that that's a tactic we should really be taking. But on the other hand, if it works, it works. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it is kind of coached into people nowadays that if you feel yeah. contact, go down, go down. Uh, yeah. No, you can't really get away from it. But it, the ref mm. made the right decision in overturning it. Um, I like the way she didn't give a, a yellow card for for a dive or anything because there was there was contact contact. Just, uh, yeah. uh, contact. She just sort of played it up a little bit. Yeah, and it was just um, more of a coming together rather than a a, a foul or a, yeah, you know, stopping a goal scoring opportunity or anything. You know, yeah. Chloe Kelly got the final penalty, which put England through to the next knockout round. Um, one thing I did notice, Mike, at the end of the game, which I, I think you noticed as well, was when the camera was coming over because obviously the Nigerian goalkeeper was quite distraught at yeah. the fact that that they've been kicked out. Um, as the camera came over, Chloe Kelly kind of put her hand up, which I think was oh, in in a way saying to the camera, "Go away! This isn't something that she's gonna want all yeah. plastered all over telly." I think that's I think I think that's fair enough. I think that's yeah. really good sportsmanship. I don't think you necessarily need to to see all that. It's it's not fair on the player. They're obviously going through a moment, yeah. and the last thing they want is a camera shoved in their face. So yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, well played by Chloe Kelly. I mean, so. the cameraman didn't bloody listen. He no, at all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, fair play. He didn't give a fuck, but yeah, no, fair play to her. But yeah, no, fair play to the girls. They're, they're yeah. smashing it, and they're obviously um, they got the right attitude in in getting these hard fought victories through. They've you know had those one nil wins in the in the group stage, and now they've got this uh, win through penalties. So they're they're mm-hmm. they're so they're grafting through and getting the getting the victories. And and with yeah. the as as we mentioned with the USA now out of the competition, there's a, a good strong chance they could actually take this home and bring bring football home. So yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. So in the next round, Joe, uh, it looks like England will all be playing the winners between Colombia and Jamaica. But they look like a decent team, Jamaica. They they're sort of the black horse of the competition from what I'm seeing. So it's going to be very interesting. Interesting. The road to victory it continues. Go on the yeah. Lionesses. Yeah, bring it home. So, Joe, other than the uh, England Lionesses, um, I understand you've been keeping up with the US US women's team. Yeah, so it's no secret, Mike, that the US women's team are, well, thus far, one of the best international teams out there. Uh, they've won the most Women's World Cups so far. But in quite a shock, they have been kicked out of the competition in the, in their first round. Uh, knockout game they went out 5-4 on penalties against Sweden ended 0-0 uh, in in normal time 
Still no goals in extra times, uh, extra time. And Megan Rapino was brought on in the 99th minute. Um, she's retiring at the end of this season. So this was going to be the last international competition. Turns out it's now, it was then going to be the last international game that she played. She came on, unfortunately, missed her penalty. Thus, America is no longer in the World Cup. So that gives England quite the boost. Um, Japan have gone through. They they beat Norway 3-1. But I think as long as we're performing better than Japan, I don't see why England couldn't win it. Yeah, I I think think England have got a really good shout into winning it. Other than the Women's World Cup, Joe, the only bit of other football news going on at the moment was the FA Community Shield happened uh, on yes. Sunday. Arsenal versus Manchester City. It was 1-1 one, one, one after 90 minutes, went to penalties, and Arsenal won 4-1 on penalties. My uh, my boy, Declan Rice, got his first trophy uh, you know, after only just a couple of months at the club. First trophy <laughs> with the club. And yeah. I, I, I hope he, he, he gets more, because then it will make his move away from West Ham worth it. Are there um are there any updates with Chelsea, Joe? Are there, is there anything going on with Chelsea? Well, there's nothing cemented at the moment, but at the moment they've been trying to sign Caicedo from Brighton. He's a pucker centre defensive mid mid midfielder. Yeah, he they, they recently turned down an eighty million pound bid Brighton for him. Apparently, he's interested in joining the club because he's good friends with one of the players. I can't remember who it is, but good friends with one of the players at Chelsea and apparently they've been discussing and apparently he is interested in joining the club, but it's just about putting in the right deal for him. The development today is that he has been left out of the lineup for their next pre-season match. When you've got a player like Caicedo, should be the first name or one of the first names on, on the Brighton score, um, lineups to be left out of the squad completely. It's either going to be down to a, a minor injury, risk of him picking up an injury before the start of the season, or if I'm lucky, <laughs> because he's going to be discussing personal terms with a, a move to Chelsea. Well, the, the same can't be said for West Ham, Joe. There's nothing going on with West Ham. No <laughs> signings. We, we've had bids rejected from, from Maguire and, and Ward-Prowse, but that's about it. We've signed no one. We're the only Premier League club to sign no one at the moment. And it's not looking Which good for our season. Which is a shame because you've just got all that Declan Rice money yeah. from Arsenal. I mean, there's lots of talk, there's lots of talk whether or not there's, um, there's like a power struggle going on at the moment at West Ham between mm. David Moyes and the higher-ups. So it's not looking great for West Ham's prospects for the new But then season. again, you, you don't want to be another one of these clubs that sells a, re, a player for a lot of money and then just waste that money. I'd rather you not sign anyone if they're not the right player. Yeah, but we need signings, Joe. We're, we're spread thin. It's not looking good at the moment. I'm, I'm, not, no. I'm not confident for our season ahead, considering we've also got European competition. Yeah. Um, it's not looking good. So we're going to move on from that, Joe, because I don't really (laughs) want to think about how poor our season is going to (laughs) be. All right, so I'm moving away from sport. Got a couple of bits of of news uh, regarding uh, films and TV shows. So the first one is that Loki uh, season two trailer has just been released. Um, And one of the bigger things that, that I noticed, not noticed because it was hardly a, a small point, but Kihu Kwan has got a part in the in in the new season. Um, if you don't know who that is, he played uh, Short Round in Indiana Jones. Uh, he was also in the Goonies, 
And most recently, he was in Everything Everywhere All at Once, where he actually, I think he won. He won an Oscar, Oscar. Or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, it, it, it's it, this is a big deal because he sort of got blackballed to an extent from Hollywood. He didn't get any parts uh, in big Hollywood films for for about sort of twenty odd years, I think it was. Then made this huge resurgence in everything, everywhere, all at once, where, like you say, Mike, he won an Oscar. Now it's just lovely to see him in yeah. in anything. It's it's, rem- it's reminiscent of like um, Brendan Fraser. So he, yeah. he obviously got like typecasted and then ousted from Hollywood, and now he's made a resurgence and everyone's fully on board with it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good definitely. to see because like obviously I grew up with like the Goonies, and he's obviously one of the main memorable characters in that film, and it's it's good that he's uh he's making a yeah, comeback. and he's nice. an incredible actor. He's he's so funny. He's he's. Delivery, even when his lines when he was a kid in Indiana Jones and, yeah. and in the Goonies, like you say, the delivery of his lines was just the timing was perfect. And yeah, so it was a shame that we didn't get to see him in in a lot of stuff for the last few years. But but yeah, now he's he's made this comeback and yeah, he's, he's doing incredibly well. Um, but Mike, in terms of the actual trailer for Loki itself, what did you think? So, in the words of Owen Wilson, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> I so obviously I've gone on record a number of times already, Joe, that this whole couple of new couple of phases after Endgame of the MCU, I've really not enjoyed. Loki was one of the first season of Loki was one of the things that I did enjoy. I didn't think it was as good as most people were making it out to be. It was good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But I don't I don't I think it got the hype was just a little bit too much for what mm. I, I felt it was. But this looks incredible. This looks yeah. like it's going to be like it, it looks in terms of quality and like the production, it looks spot on, like tip top level mm. production. It looks like it's going to be a very from the get go action packed story. I mean, obviously, it's continuing from the first season, but it, it looks like it's just going to be a whole load of chaos. Yeah. And it, it's knowing all the context going on around it, it's a, it's it's even more interesting this story now because mm-hmm. obviously the first season was kind of just explaining what's going on. Yeah. Whereas now with everything else that's happened, this is going to be very interesting, and I'm actually quite excited for this. Yeah. Considering I mean, I've I've not liked these two phases. No, Loki for me has been like a diamond in the rough, uh, a rose amongst thorns with the um with the the marvel tv shows um i've loved it i whenever i rate my favorite tv shows that have gone uh directly onto disney plus this is definitely at, at the very tip top i think the first season was incredible the storytelling was really good it left you with lots of questions going from week to week to week you couldn't wait to get that next week's episode whereas i think the newer the newer shows have kind of lost that a little bit so yeah I, I, I thought the first season was incredible this looks fantastic i love the story that they're going with it with the tva and and things like that um and not to move too far away from loki but it looks like this could maybe set up the new deadpool film as well because the new deadpool film is going to be based around the tva as well um right there's, there's a lot of pictures and stuff that have come out from behind the scenes particularly a fight scene between Deadpool and Wolverine the set is all practical and it looks like it could be in the same realm 
where the last one ended, where if you get sort of, I can't remember what they called it, but when you got cut out of the timeline, yeah. you got put into this like dead barren land where lots of other things through the years have just been sent to. So it looks like that fight is taking place in in that same sort of area. So that could be tying in the new Deadpool as well. So it just gives me another thing to to potentially look forward to coming into mm. this this story. I, I still am sceptical how Deadpool is going to fit in with the MCU. Mm, yeah. Um, well, Disney have already just, confirmed that it's going to be rated R. So well, and that I, they don't want to mess with any of the formula from the last two. Right. But I don't see how the character of Deadpool is going to be getting on with Thor or Captain Marvel. Yeah. I just can't see them in a scene together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think the way that they'll play it is the fact that he's a nutcase. Because in a lot of the comic books and things like that, he has these breaking the fourth wall moments, yeah, and sort of talking directly to the reader or or the the person watching the show. It's kind of either seen from their point of view as him just talking to himself or just being a complete nutter, and yeah. then just kind of ignoring it because he's a psychopath. But yeah, I think I, I think he could work because that because that's the thing that concerns me, and I think that's where you're coming from, Mike, as well. Is is the the breaking of the fourth wall? And how you're going to be able to be immersed in what's going on with the rest of the MCU and, and feel like it's real. But then also at the same time have a character like Deadpool who's going to be kind of taking you out of that situation as well. Well, I mean that, but also just generally is him as a character and what he gets up to. I don't know how it just doesn't. It seems like that's a completely different franchise. You know, it doesn't seem like that that can work in conjunction with the heroes that were like Shang-Chi and, yeah. and all the rest of them like it, it doesn't feel like that that's that's something that could merge you know right. for, for a that. whole feature long movie if it's just like a like a cameo of sorts so it's like a couple of scenes and it's a bit funny and he breaks the four four and that 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 I can understand but mm. like a feature length or a, a good couple of films length I don't know how he fits into that yeah you know, you know what I mean yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see I don't I don't think we're gonna see him in many mashup movies where he's going to be like one of a dozen characters yeah. in the same film. But I do think we'll probably get the odd film or series or whatever route they want to take it, where you're going to have him pairing up with Peter Parker, for instance, with Spider-Man, because that's something that yeah, happens that quite often in the yeah, comic yeah, books. Yeah. Uh, or especially, like obviously, Wolverine, which they're doing now. But he mainly steers towards the X-Men anyway. He's normally kept in that kind of vein. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to see him getting too involved with like the Avengers. He's not going to be one of the Avengers or he's not going to be one of like the big teams. He may well be, but he's not usually uh, sort of in those kind of scenarios in, in yeah. the comic books. Joe, going back to the um, the Loki trailer, obviously it's not giving away too much. It, it looks like he's going to be struggling with multiple different dimensions. But what I what I really want to see is uh, so we get obviously in the first series we got loads of different versions of Loki that were very very different to each other. One of them was a crocodile. One of them was a woman. One of them was something else. You know, I want to see the Loki that has exactly the same life as him. The only thing that's different is he's got an extra mole. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you never get that version. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
You know like I mean? sliding doors, like the minute little change and how it's affected him going forward. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> the, the ultimate there's unlimited possibilities of of Loki. So why not the Loki with grey hair? <laughs> you know, well, who knows? We might we might see it. I did think that there was going to be multiple Lokis uh, in in that sort of final shot of the trailer where he's standing there with Mobius and there's three of him. But then the way that the other two disappear, obviously. Yeah, it looks like it's his magic trick thing. He's using his, yeah, yeah, yeah which I don't know. I, I, I would like to see Tom uh, Tom Hiddlesworth, uh, Hiddleston, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'd like to see Tom Hiddleston acting with himself. I think it would be, I, I, he's, he's quite a, it, well, he is a funny actor. He's a funny guy in general. Mm. And I think that kind of banter with playing two people and, and having, those discussions mm. and playing See, I, off of himself. I like I like the way that they've developed the character of Loki because he's still obviously an anti-hero of sorts or like a villain of sorts. He's still corrupt yeah. in that sense. Yeah. But he's more he's been humbled and he's more sort of level headed rather than crazy is the best way I can yeah. describe it. But he's Where, still got that mischievous yeah. side to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you I mean, I've said it before, not on the podcast, but to you, I really don't like the way they took Thor. I think mm. that they've ruined the character of Thor. And he's, I know he, in the comics, he's supposed to be a bit of an idiot, but mm. I mean, he was, oh, he was a bit of an idiot in the original Thor film. So I don't like how they've developed some characters, but Loki is one character I do like how they developed. Um, I think he's, yeah, it's natural. What The way they developed it seems natural. And it, it seems like the, what it is. I like what they've done with him in for Ragnarok where they made him funny but cocky. Yeah. But I feel like in For Love and Thunder they just took that too far. Because even in in Infinity War and Endgame, where obviously it's po it's the his new sort of style post Ragnarok mm. where he still says dumb stuff but it can be put down to the fact that he's quite new to He's a fish out of water being yeah. on Earth and things yeah. like that. But I think, yeah, with, with how they done it in Love and Thunder, they made him ditzy. Yeah. Which isn't the correct, for me, isn't the angle that they should have gone with it and made him quite childish. Now, I don't think he's childish. I think he's just, like I say, a fish out of water. So there's misunderstanding there but not necessarily like he's a kid again. Yeah. I mean, they took what works as fleeting moments and made it into a film, which yeah. just doesn't work. No. Whereas, like I say, with 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 the Loki development, it's the way they've developed the character is natural and it seems to mm. fit with the story that he has had. And he's he's obviously in this place at the moment where despite the fact that he is basically a god, he is powerless to the situation that he's in, which yeah. in a sense humbles him. Um, and I like I like the fact that he's a bit uh what's the word desperate at the moment, I think. Like you say, yeah, they've I, I think this is one of the better developed characters, especially coming from like hero uh, f- sorry, sort of villain to hero. Yeah. Uh yeah, I agree. I I, I think they've done it really well and, and I'm really, really looking forward to this next season. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really good. Did you know when's it coming out? Uh, October. October. Oh, it's not too far away. Right, Mike. So, um, 
I wanted to get your take on this because I think this could be potentially a hot topic. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a trailer came out for a new film with John David Washington. The film is about it's set in a dystopian future where AI has risen up and taken over, very much in the vein of the Terminator. Uh, but there's a a, a young and or a new AI robot kind of thing, which is like a nice mix between human and AI. And John David Washington's character, who is a human, is trying to take the this kid slash AI under his wing because he thinks that he's going to potentially bring an end to the war. Now, I was watching an episode of Corridor Crew. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Mike, or if any of our listeners have seen it. So Corridor Crew is basically a YouTube channel which is made up of a load of special effects artists and they look at films and look at CGI or special effects in, in general and then discuss the best and worst uh, CGI in films. They done a piece on the creator trailer where one of the scenes is using actual footage of the Beirut disaster. Right, the and explosion. It, yeah, so it's been manipulated. So they've added in more futuristic buildings. But when you watch the footage of the Beirut disaster and compare it to the shot in the trailer, it is exactly the same. Wait, so the movie is like using the the footage the, or the, the movie? No, the movie's using the footage, right, of the Beirut root disaster. I don't like that. I don't know what your opinion is, Mike, but I I don't like it. I I can understand people using actual footage of these disasters, for instance, using actual footage of nine eleven in a film that's about nine eleven, but using footage from a a, a disaster, the, the the Beirut explosion, in a film that's got nothing to do with it, I'm not a fan of because it takes away from what actually happened and, and the many people that lost their life in that explosion and the people that lost their homes and uh, and everything that goes with it to then take that and use it for entertainment purposes not i'm not keen on that idea i think i think it depends um depends how they've done it because i don't really necessarily agree with what you said in terms of using real footage with for films that um are based on that thing if the footage that they're using is of newsreels or that kind of thing fair enough i think yeah like for example, in American Sniper, they watched the nine eleven through a newsreel. Mm-hmm. That that's fine. But had they yeah. used actual like cam footage of someone who was on the ground there, I don't think that's in good taste and shouldn't be used. It depends on what they're trying to do with it, because I think if they're trying to really hit hard and show this is what it was like, and it like I say, and it's within the context of the actual film then yeah, I think so. But when it's taken out of context, I think that's where the problem lies. Uh, no, see, even then, I think 
you know your your argument is um not with the Beirut thing is not using this uh, for entertainment purposes even though say a film about 9-11 is about 9-11 I think using mm. real footage for essentially entertainment purposes is still in in, in bad taste I think if you're going to do a film so put the Beirut thing to a side if you're going to do a film um, about a specific tragedy it needs to be a, a reimagining or a newsreel. I don't think you should be using actual footage. Um, Do you not? Or particularly first-person footage. I think that's mm. in bad taste, in my opinion. I think it depends on on how it's handled. Because I think, if, in if, some respect, if it's if it's telling the story and obviously handling it in a, a way of saying, we're not just telling a story about something that happened, see for yourself how disastrous it actually was and really not play on people's emotions, but yeah, kind but of in as inform in, to inform them. That's more of a documentary type setting rather than a movie. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's what I'm getting at. And with the Beirut thing, it depends what they're using, how or how they're using it, because if they're using it as a, if what they've done is a generated, computer generated basically simulation of an explosion and they've used the Beirut explosion as a sort of template and they've sort of seen how that's happened and then they've generated compute that the computer's generated an explosion similar to that I think that's fine because yeah see I haven't got a problem with that because yeah. that's just using it as to, to to gain information about yeah how it would affect buildings around and, and things like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like using this... a real life um what's the word? It's like using a real life reference point. That's mm. fine, but using actual footage, like yeah. footage, I don't think is in good taste. No, and that's what they've done here. They've used actual footage and then manipulated it. Yeah. I.e. just adding in a few more buildings to make it fit with the dystopian theme narrative. of the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not on board with that. No, I, I don't think it's something that we should, that we should carry through. I, I, I think that's a massive swing and a miss for what otherwise looks like a really good film. Hmm. But I can imagine it hasn't really hit the news as such. I only, like I say, I only see it by happenstance by watching that particular episode of of corridor crew which i implore everyone who's listening to to give them a watch because well, it's actually, incredible it's funny you you bring that up i got a message okay. from from someone called steve who was responding to us about our oppenheimer chat and our superhero chat in reference to our the, the superpower chat that we had he suggested we check out corridor uh, digital's r-rated avengers slash spider-man videos where they take those videos and make the powers more realistic and r-rated um oh, okay. kind of like how we were discussing it last week um, yeah so that's, uh, that's definitely something i'm gonna i'm gonna have to check out when we they do they do do some really interesting stuff on there i've, um, I've seen them do the harry potter realistic harry... <laughs> no no yeah. no, no, no where, where they do the, oh. the, the spells and like they turn draco into a a basketball but they do it with like proper gore <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they, they do some 
other funny videos as well, which they 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 done. You know, like when you go to bowling, yeah, and you have those the little videos that it plays, whether you get a spare or a strike and yeah. things like that. They done that, but done it with controversial things, right? I don't really know how to explain it. It was like non PC bowling animations. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it's 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 so funny. I don't, they are, I don't mind they saying are really it. good. It is really funny. They they're incredible. And yeah, like I say, I, I think you should definitely give it a watch. But um, it, it, like he, I said, sorry, it he, hasn't. Yeah, go on. As I say, he also suggested uh, a film called Jumper, um, which is a similar sort of thing that I was saying about with the teleportation power. Yeah, it's kind of on that kind of. I don't I don't know too much about the film, but. It's it's quite a good film. It's got Hayden Christian in it, okay. Um, who plays Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, yeah. It's quite it's quite a good film. I think it's it's quite an older film. I think it's like two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. Going back to what I was saying, yeah, I think it's not it's not hit the news yet. Like I say, but I feel like this is going to be quite a controversial subject once this gets out and maybe closer to when the film's released. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the creators of Creator have actually mentioned it or or responded to it yet. Um, whether they're gonna remove it or keep it in, but yeah, I definitely do think that this is gonna be quite a controversial subject. You're not a fan of that? No, stop it, stop it, <laughs> creators of Creator. <laughs> Right, Joe. Well, that brings us nicely onto our onto our funny headline, which I have provided for us today. Um, I came across this on Sky News and gave me a little bit of a chuckle, so I thought I'd, 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 I'd pass on the pleasure for you. So the headline reads: Marjorie Perkins, woman, eighty-seven, fights off awfully hungry teen attacker before feeding him. Such an old person thing to do. <laughs> So it says Marjorie Perkins woke up to find her attacker standing over her. But after initially fending him off, uh, she then offered to feed him after he revealed he was awfully hungry. (laughs) That's cheeky. That's cheeky from the attacker's point of view. You've just tried to attack this poor old lady and now you just want her to feed you as well. it's, It's the way that he's he's obviously gone. Oh, sorry. I'm just I'm just really hangry. (laughs) <laughs> it's a real thing <laughs> you know? I'm sorry oh what are you cooking that sounds nice nice so apparently <laughs> she woke up um, the young man um, who had taken his taken off his trousers told her he was going to cut her um, oh and then she... why did he have to take his trousers off to cut her because do you not take your trousers off to cut things Joe <laughs> uh, no not usually I mean I've never tried it it might be it might be a new thing to do. So Marjorie says, I thought to myself, if he's going to cut, then I'm going to kick. So I jumped into my shoes. <laughs> um what is going on? <laughs> so, uh, he's... <laughs> so he's taking his trousers off so and, and said I'm gonna cut her. She's put her shoes on, is gonna kick. She him. jumped into her shoes. Why? How slow was this attack that he had time to take his kicks off and she had time to put her shoes on? Because he's 86. I mean, well, it's not just gonna be a matter of quick chuck your trainers on. I imagine there's buckles involved and 
Oh, no, maybe it's the hands-free sketches she's got. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, it's back to the future shoes where they just yeah. build themselves up. <laughs> Miss Perkins grabbed the chair to use as a shield, but was struck uh, on the cheek and forehead during the encounter. Eventually, the teenager grew tired and went to the kitchen where he revealed he was awfully hungry and hadn't had anything to eat for quite a while. I don't mean to laugh at this situation because I imagine it was quite horrific for for uh, the poor old girl. But I can't help but think so he struck her twice and then got tired. Yeah, with his trousers off. With his trousers off, yeah, and then he went and sat down for dinner. And then he went and <laughs> <laughs> he just helped himself to a hearty meal. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he faces charges of burglary, criminal, threatening, assault, and underage drinking. So I, I he was pissed then. Yeah. Um, not saying that that's an excuse, but he was pissed. No. But... Uh, Mrs. Perkins, who had become a bit of uh, an international celebrity since the attack, said that she feels safe in her home. She still feels safe in her home where she's lived for 42 years, um, but worries about rampant crime. I think our law has just folded up, she said. People aren't afraid of anything anymore. They feel they can do as they please, which is fair. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And fair play to Miss Perkins. I, like I think it. what a what a diamond. What a... different breed. She's mate. a good yeah, she I've always said that people from that generation were made of iron. Yeah. Um especially the women from that generation were, were absolutely made of iron. And what an amazing amount of humanity that she's got that, that this guy has obviously broken into her home, attacked her. And then she's still seen the humanity in him to feed him. Yeah. I think that is, yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, And what a strong lady. That and, and, to, still... and, and to still feel safe. Yeah, to still feel safe. Because yeah, I, I can't imagine safe. how traumatising yeah. that experience could no. be. So yeah, fair play no. to it. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think that's brilliant. I think then we need more people like that in our generation. Yeah. That absolutely. aren't just going to roll over and think woe is me but in a situation like that to still come face to face with an attacker but then be able to put that to one side and think this person's obviously in trouble that this is what they've resorted to yeah and not just think i'm i'm gonna throw this geezer in jail and and i hope he rots yeah, but he's oh, been he's been brilliant. he's been apprehended after being tracked down by police dogs. So as I say, he faces the charges as yeah. aforementioned. Um, so hopefully he won't be doing anything like that again. Good. Um, apparently he left behind a knife, a shirt, a pair of shoes, and a water bottle containing alcohol. What a plum! Hold on, he left behind his shoes, but no trousers. Yes. So he ate a meal and then <laughs> put his. Yeah, he's, he's apparently Miss per- Perkins gave him a box of peanut butter uh, <laughs> and peanut butter and honey crackers. Sorry, uh, oh, I was going to say a box of peanut butter, two protein drinks, and two tangerines. <laughs> Could, but can I just say she Ms. made him a packed lunch? Miss, no, 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 no. What I was going to say <laughs> is Miss Perkins is a fucking lifter, is what she is. How has she got? <laughs> She's got protein shake and tangerines. <laughs> That's how she's fending them off, and she's using the chair as a shield. She she's an lifts. absolute unit, this she's, old girl. She's a gym bro, is what she is. <laughs> what a legend. Oh, God. She had to put on her lifting belt <laughs> and her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> 
it changed into a wrestling leotard and helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So that you mentioned about his trousers. She called 911 and was talking to the operator when uh, the teenager collected his trousers and left. He left behind oh, okay. a knife, a shirt, a pair of shoes and a, a water bottle containing alcohol. Oh, so he took his shirt off as well. So yeah. he's stark bollock at this point or in underwear. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine he's his undies. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Yeah, I think there's a screw loose somewhere yeah. along the line. Yeah, I don't. Be. I've I've been drunk many a time in my life, but I've never felt the need to remove my garments and attack someone. So I think there's definitely some underlying health issue. Yeah. In this situation. Yeah. Um. So again, just to see it from the other point of view, I hope that he gets the help that he most definitely requires. Um yep. and yeah, again, fair play, Mrs. Perkins. What an absolute gem. Yeah, fucking legend. <laughs> Defending her own house. Who needs who needs a man? Who needs a dog when you're Mrs. Perkins? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine that being your nan? That'd be amazing. Oh, I'd say amazing. Obviously, you'd be very worried for her. Yeah. Of course. Been going through that, but then you're like, fucking, yeah, that's my nan. She, <laughs> she fucking lives. She's a she's a <laughs> warrior, she is. <laughs> Legend. She gave him some protein shake. I love that. That's brilliant. Two protein. Do you reckon shakes. she? Do you reckon she had like the like a tub of whey, like a tub of whey protein, <laughs> or do you think it was like a packet one? So she sat there and <laughs> some some creatine. <laughs> yeah, mixed it up for him. What she what he didn't mention was the fact that she slipped him a couple of bottles of steroids as well. Yeah, and a fresh needle. <laughs> Good boy, get this down. <laughs> sort you right out, this will. This will sort you out, you scrawny little fuck. <laughs> Can't even beat a fucking old woman. Can't even beat an old woman. Who do you think this. you are? You small cock. Fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> hell. Oh, also, who says awfully? What a bellend. Uh, I'm awfully hungry. Here, here, here. I'm awfully <laughs> Yeah, when you're in that, where where is this? Where 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 did this happen? Uh, in the town of Brunswick, Maine. Oh, okay. Oh, so in America, is it? Yeah, the the Maine is the state. Brunswick oh. in Maine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's me. But oh, of course, nine one one. Oh no. <laughs> 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 there's the clue there joe Nine one one. <laughs> for some reason every time I, I look at news on the sky i just assume it's the uk not yeah me too international but of course it's international no. oh f- fair play mrs perkins from the states well on that note joe should we uh should we wrap it up there for a week yeah i think so yeah well thank you again everyone for listening um again much like steve uh if you want to get in contact with us with, with any thoughts or opinions or anywhere you want to direct us to to watch anything get involved join the chat today Joe, do you want to want to say anything nah You have been listening to the Missing Intelligence Pod. Joe, where can people come and join the chat? 
well, you can tweet us on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. Duet us on TikTok. Poke us on Facebook. Don't subscribe to us on YouTube. Or, um, uh, what do you do on threads? I don't know. Um, like, so, maybe? So us on threads? Is that a thing? I don't know. It's so new. So us on threads. There you go. Why not? All of them are at the Missing Intel pod. So find us there and let us know your thoughts and join the chat today.